booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The U.S. and its allies retaliate against Russia for invading separatist areas of Ukraine and sending troops into Ukraine. All three white men serving murder sentences in the killing of black jogger Ahmad Arbery have also been found guilty of federal hate crimes. Security is being stepped up in the nation's capital as truckers, the People's Convoy, heads to D.C. in protest of COVID mandates. A new poll finds a majority of New York residents are in agreement that bail reform is needed as crime soars. And the field of hopefuls in the New York governor's race has gotten even more crowded. A noted Republican has entered the race on the Republican side ahead of June's primaries. The U.S. handed Russia sanctions Tuesday following Russia's invasion of separatist areas of Ukraine after declaring them independent. Donetsk and Luhansk. President Joe Biden, in an address from the White House, called U.S.-imposed sanctions the first tranche of sanctions against Russia. The sanctions target two key Russian financial institutions and five key Russian oligarchs. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? This is a flagrant violation of international law, and demands a firm response from the international community. The U.S. sanctions target Putin's deputy chief of staff, the head of his security agency, and the CEO of the Russian version of Facebook. Biden announced Russia can no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade its new debt on U.S. or European markets. Sanctions were also imposed by the U.K. and the European Union. Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz halted approvals for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, designed to deliver natural gas from Russia to Germany. Oh, guilty on all three counts, the federal jury in southern Georgia found three white men already convicted of murder and the killing of a black man, Ahmaud Arbery, guilty of hate crimes. There was little reaction from the three defendants, Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan, as the verdict was read yesterday. Here's Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones. On what the DOJ did today, they was made to do today. Come on. Right. It right. wasn't because what they wanted to do. That's fair. They were made to do their Come job on. today. Yeah. 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 The three men are already serving life sentences following their convictions last year. Their attorneys can appeal the hate crimes conviction. A sentencing date on the new charge has not yet been announced. Washington, D.C. is readying for truckers to roll into the nation's capital in protest of COVID mandates. The People's Convoy leaves California today. Joining with Canada's protest and National Guard troops are also being given marching orders as soon as Tuesday. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. We have been working, including from uh, Dr. Liz Sherwood-Randall here, as well as our uh, Homeland Security Department, with closely with our federal, state, and local partners to continuously assess the threat environment and keep our communities safe. Truckers have requested a permit from the National Park Service, allowing up to 3,000 truckers to gather in the nation's capital. 
uh, Pentagon, rather, Press Secretary John Kirby said in his statement that the department has received a request for assistance from the U.S. Capitol Police and D.C. Homeland Security, as well as emergency management agency officials. Well, New Yorkers apparently want bail reform. A new Siena College poll that is out Tuesday finds voters want New York State's controversial bail reform laws changed as crime surges. Ninety-one percent of those polled said crime is a very serious or somewhat serious problem. Sixty percent agreed that crime is a serious problem. Worries about crime cut all across, all across religious and racial groups. Here's Republican gubernatorial candidate Rob Astorino on Fox Business last week. Day one, all these mandates for COVID go. We've got to get back to normal. No cash bail goes. We've got to get back to normal and support our police, not defund them. Just common sense and balance is what people want right now. Normal people. Meanwhile, two-thirds of voters agree with New York City Mayor Eric Adams that the controversial bail law needs to be overhauled by giving judges the discretion to detain dangerous recidivist felons pending trial for a lesser offense. Current laws call for judges to release pretrial detainees only if they are charged with a nonviolent felony or misdemeanor crime that exempts them from cash bail or detention. Another Republican has tossed his hat into the ring for the GOP primary nomination. It's Harry Wilson. He's a Westchester County resident and former hedge fund manager. He announced his candidacy on Tuesday. Hardworking people have had problem after problem caused by Albany. We don't have to sit idly by and watch it get worse. A career politician can't fix it, but I can. He faces an uphill battle, though, against Congressman Lee Zeldin of Long Island, former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino, and former Trump aide Andrew Giuliani, son of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Wilson ran for state comptroller back in 2010, narrowly losing out to incumbent Democrat Tom DiNapoli by a margin of 51 to 46. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. Hey, good morning, Deadbull. And Patterson and Route 20 between 20th Avenue and 18th Avenue on both sides closed over there due to a down pole and some power lines, some stop traffic all the way back to 21st Avenue. That accident's also blocking exit 60 on I-80 westbound, so use caution over there. Otherwise, the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnel, Holland Tunnel excuse me, are all looking pretty good right now. Well, we got a prohibited vehicle on the roadway in Levittown on Wontaw Parkway southbound approaching Hempstead Turnpike. we got some slow traffic back to Old Country Road. Also in Freeport, we got two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winston Avenue due to some road construction. Also Bayshore, we got the right lane closed on Santa Coast Parkway between southbound between Pioneer Drive and the Southern State Parkway because of construction. Over to Hudson Valley, we got heading across the Mario Cuomo Bridge on both sides of the span. we got a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit there due to the rain. Also in Yonkers, an I-87 northbound at exit 1. The off-ramp there is closed due to emergency water main repairs. Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed on both ways because of weather-related slide hazards, so use 9W as an alternate. The city doesn't look too bad right now in the Bronx and White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont Avenue before I-95 or the Cross Bronx Expressway. That's closed over there due to a fire department activity. We've got some stop traffic back to Bronxdale Avenue. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank, and your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of showers before 1 this afternoon. Cloudy skies, 
gradual clearing, becoming mostly sunny this afternoon. Our highs 67. Overnight increase in clouds to lows 31. And tomorrow we have a slight chance of rain and snow before 3 p.m. Then a slight chance of snow showers between 3 and 4. Mostly cloudy skies. The high tomorrow is 38. And right now we have a reading of 29 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Let's head over to Frank Morano with your business report. Or I beg your pardon, we're not heading to Frank right now. Let's continue with your news. Well, despite the launch of an anti-crime initiative in the New York City subway system on Monday, a commuter on a northbound number one train was punched in his face and robbed of cash. The violence around five in the morning at the West 28th Street and 7th Avenue subway station down in Chelsea. This follows at least seven violent incidents over the weekend, including a man threatened with a hatchet in Brooklyn and a man hit with a metal pipe in the Bronx. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. And the suspect in the latest attack fled the scene. The victim was taken to a hospital and is expected to be okay. It's all part of the mayor and governor's anti-crime initiative. More police and homeless outreach are working as of Monday in the subway system. Well, more than half of people polled think former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women. Just 21 percent said they thought Cuomo was innocent of the allegations. Respondents also reject his claim of vindication after State Attorney General Letitia James' report found Cuomo sexually harassed a total of 11 women. Cuomo, though, has denied any wrongdoing and accused James of conducting a politically motivated investigation of him. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. And the findings are in a new Siena College poll. The uh, Cuomo, uh, as governor, avoided prosecution following five criminal probes, although DAs called the allegations credible. Cuomo's defense lawyer said recently that Cuomo uh, said, would uh, speak publicly about the scandal relatively soon. Well, it's apparently a cash cow, a bill that would allow hemp farmers in New York to obtain licenses to grow adult-use cannabis was signed into law on Tuesday by New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Hemp farmer David Falkowski told News 12 Long Island that growing weed will earn him a lot of money. As a hemp farmer who slogged through New York's program since uh, the end of 2017, um, we're, we're very excited to kind of move the needle and have another opportunity uh, with cannabis here in New York. Hochul's office says the state's Office of Cannabis Management is developing a license application process and will open the program shortly. New York state lawmakers okayed the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, you might remember, less than a year ago under then-Governor Andrew Cuomo. It is expected to generate one and a quarter billion dollars in marijuana tax revenue per year over the next six years. New York State is in line to become the nation's most lucrative sports betting venue. The state became the 18th in the nation to legalize online sports betting as of January 8th. Casey Clark is vice president of the American Gaming Association. He spoke to the 77 WABC Early News. Now that you have access to legal betting, uh, particularly in New York, where mobile wagering has been such a huge hit in its first month. 
um, that more people have access to legal regulated sports books. And so they're, they're taking advantage of that opportunity and they're migrating away from the traditional corner bookie or an offshore illegal website. In New York, players have bet more than $2.4 billion, with a B, through February 13th. Now, that includes $472 million bet in the week, ending with Super Bowl 56. The State Office of Addiction Services says it has seen a 46% increase in calls to its gambling helpline. So far, New York State coffers have taken in $78.5 million from the gambling tax, and that is above forecasts of $49 million, almost all of the money going to education. Well, backlash for the New York Times. It's all over its online crossword puzzle. It's because the publication used the clue vice encouraged by capitalism for the answer greed in Tuesday's online crossword puzzle. Many ended up criticizing the Times for stoking anti-capitalism. Others sounded off about the Times profiting from charging $6.95 a month for access to the puzzles. A more trouble for The View co-host Whoopi Goldberg. Kyle Rittenhouse plans to sue Goldberg in addition to a whole list of other celebrities and politicians. It's all over comments they made regarding him as being a murderer. Rittenhouse was ultimately found not guilty of the charges and cleared of all wrongdoing. The 19-year-old revealed his lawsuit plans on Monday's episode of Tucker Carlson Tonight. We are going to hold everybody who's lied about me accountable, such as um, everybody who's lied, called me a white supremacist. They're all going to be held accountable, and we're going to handle them in a courtroom. Rittenhouse was found not guilty of five charges in his fatal shooting of two men and the injuring of a third during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on August 25, 2020, when he was 17 years old. Well, it's apparently the end of the line for former President Donald Trump in his bid to keep Trump-era records private. A federal appeals court Thursday afternoon upheld a lower court judge's decision allowing the records to be handed over to the committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. During the 2016 presidential race, Trump famously blasted Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton for her missing emails and records. The thing that you should be apologizing for are the 33,000 emails that you deleted. And then the two boxes of emails and other things last week that were taken from an office and are now missing. And Trump argued the records that were sought by lawmakers were protected by executive privilege, a legal doctrine that allows presidents to keep some communications secret. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellis at the Sports Desk. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. What is it? Wednesday today. Happy Wednesday. We made it halfway through. I am Justin Ellis here with your early news sports update. We'll begin in Seattle last night where the Islanders took a late-night skate with the Kraken. They looked bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, though, as they route the lowly Kraken by a score of 5-2 to two to notch just their second win in the last six games. Zach Parise scored twice for the Isles and added an assist, but it was Brock Nelson who opened the scoring with his third goal in as many games. He will send it in along the half wall now on the far side. Nelson takes the shot and scores! Brock Nelson, with his team leading 18th of the season, has made it 1-0 New York. 
That audio courtesy of ESPN. At 19-20 and 7 overall, the Islanders sit at 11th place in the Eastern Conference standings. And they'll try to get even at 500 when they take on the Sharks in San Jose tomorrow night. As for the Rangers and Devils, they'll both be in action tomorrow night as well as the Rangers are set to face the Capitals at the Garden and the Devils will be in Pittsburgh for a date with the Penguins. Look for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night as well as they look to come out of the All-Star break on a positive note. They'll be at home against the Celtics at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. As for the Knicks, they return to the Garden on Friday when they tip off their second half against the Miami Heat. Aaron Rodgers is back in the news this week as he set the NFL world into a frenzied speculation about his future due to a lengthy cryptic message he posted to his Instagram account. Rogers has cleared up any confusion since, saying yesterday that he did not have any news to report regarding his playing status in 2022. Mr. Rogers always keeping us guessing. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Let's get a look at traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, good morning. Well, we got uh, in Patterson and Route 20 between 20th Avenue, 18th Avenue, both sides still closed over that accident. It stopped back traffic to 21st Avenue. That accident is still blocking exit 60 on I-80 westbound, so use caution over there. Otherwise, the George Washington Bridge, the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel is all looking pretty good right now. We got a prohibited vehicle on the roadway in Levittown on Wontop Parkway southbound approaching Hesed Turnpike, so, so slow traffic all the way back to Old Country Road. Over in Preport, we have two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winsome Avenue due to road construction, also parts of the LIE westbound, starting to get some heavy traffic as well. Up at Hudson Valley heading across the Mario Como Bridge, we both got both sides of the span. We got a 45 mile per hour speed limit there due to some rain. Over in Yonkers on I 87 at exit 1 northbound, the off ramp there is closed due to emergency Water main repair team between Cornwall and West Point closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards, so use 9W as an alternate. City still doesn't look too bad. We still got that uh, uh, fire department activity over there on White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont and before I-95. That's closed over there due to that fire that happened yesterday. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of traffic on the 7th for 77. WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of showers before 1 this afternoon. Cloudy skies gradually becoming mostly sunny. The high 67. Tonight, increase in clouds, the low around 31. And tomorrow, a slight chance of rain and snow before 3 in the afternoon. Then a slight chance of snow between 3 and 4. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow and the highs near 38. Time for Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Stocks closed sharply down on Tuesday as the U.S. slapped heavy economic sanctions on Russia. President Biden ordered the new sanctions on Russian banks, foreign debt, and individuals in response to its incursion into eastern Ukraine. Biden said the U.S. remains open to diplomacy, but warned of even steeper sanctions if Russia escalates. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 483 points, the S&P 500 fell 44, and the Nasdaq dropped 167 points. The Hong Kong government announced Wednesday it will be spending more than $21.8 billion to fight the pandemic and support the economy, a day after authorities said virus control measures will be extended to April 20th. The semi-autonomous Chinese city is experiencing its fifth wave of coronavirus infections with daily cases soaring 
to record highs. On Wednesday, Hong Kong reported over 8,600 new cases. Shares of Digital World Acquisition Corp., the blank check company behind former President Trump's new social media venture, Truth Social, surged nearly 30% in pre-market trading on Tuesday. Truth Social was launched on Sunday, potentially marking Trump's return to social media after he was banned from Twitter, Facebook, and Google following an attack on the U.S. Capitol by some of his supporters last year. Truth Social was the top free available app on the App Store on Tuesday. And finally, Macy's posted a 30% rise in revenue to $8.66 billion for its third quarter, which overshot analysts' expectations. Macy's recent recovery was due to a return of international tourism, a successful holiday season, investments on products that performed well, such as perfume and fine jewelry, and, of course, its loyal customer base. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. It's the WABC Early News. Thanks, Frank. 77 WABC time check is 521. Continuing with your 77 WABC early news, former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg writes in a new op-ed that he is deeply concerned the Democratic Party is headed for a wipeout in November, up and down the ballot. The former mayor and Democratic presidential candidate points to the recent recall of three school board members out in San Francisco while making his argument in Bloomberg News. Bloomberg notes that a recent Democratic Party poll showed that voters perceive it as being too focused on the culture wars from renaming schools to defunding the police. Bloomberg also said that swing voters will decide the 2022 midterm elections, noting that voters are moving away from Democrats. An Austin police officer said indictments brought against him and 18 other officers over their conduct during a George Floyd protests are politically motivated and have nothing to do with justice. A Texas grand jury indicted 19 police officers Thursday on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon during the May 2020 protests. Justin Barry is one of the indicted officers and a Republican candidate for the Texas House of Representatives. He told Fox News officers acted lawfully as they tried to quell riots. I don't know who wants to come to a city like Austin, be told to go out there, swear an oath to protect and defend this community, protect the people and the lives of this community, protect the property of this community, only to go out there and do just that, to be told, you know what, we're going to indict you and potentially put you away for the rest of your life in prison. So this war on policing is real. He also said Travis County District Attorney and George Soros back Jose Garza were using the indictments as a tactic to strip local law enforcement of their ability to uphold the law. A former Clinton advisor who was tapped this month to advise President Biden on the Supreme Court nomination process was sitting on the board of directors of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation as recently as Friday. That according to the group's court filings. The White House announced two weeks ago that Minion Moore, who has been described by media outlets as an informal advisor to Vice President Kamala Harris, would join Biden's team to mobilize a nationwide engagement effort focused on confirmation of the nation's first black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court. 
Biden promised to appoint a black woman to the high court in exchange for the support of influential South Carolina Congressman James Clyburn during the presidential election back in 2016. And the news comes after the group shut down online fundraising earlier this month following demands by attorneys general in California and Washington state that it submit delinquent financial disclosures for 2020, the examiner reported. Well, the White House told Fox News Digital that more will not be performing any work for outside organizations while on Biden's team. Former President Donald Trump claimed that Vladimir Putin would have invaded Ukraine if he were still the president of the United States. Trump also said that Russia has become very, very rich under President Biden. Here's Trump on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. I knew Putin very well. I got along with him great. He liked me. I liked him. I mean, you know, he's a tough cookie. He's got a lot of uh, great charm and a lot of pride. But the way he, and he loves his country, you know, he loves his country. He's acting a little differently, I think, now. I think he sees this opportunity. I knew that he always wanted Ukraine. I used to talk to him about it. I said, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. Meanwhile, gas prices have already surged to an eight-year high and are expected to rise even more as a crisis between Russia and Ukraine escalates. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday sent troops into the separatist areas of Ukraine after declaring them Luhansk and Donetsk as independent republics and no longer a part of Ukraine. The United States in response, the European Union, the UK and Germany all imposed sanctions. Police forces in Canada are coming under scrutiny for their excessive violence against peaceful Freedom Convoy protesters in Ottawa. Leaked messages from a police group chat showed cops actually gloating at the brutality. The officers in the group chat were allegedly celebrating the moment a grandmother who uses a mobility scooter was trampled by mounted police. Look what you did to her! You trampled on the lady who is unaccessible. Shame on you. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police have not yet verified the authenticity of these messages, but said they will investigate the texts. Police made 196 arrests over the weekend, with 110 arrestees facing a variety of charges. They also towed 115 vehicles connected to the protest. Two years into the viral pandemic, the CDC has now admitted it is withholding large portions of COVID-19 data, including on vaccine boosters from the public because it fears the information could be misinterpreted. Florida Senator Marco Rubio criticized the CDC on Fox News. The damage they have done to public health authorities in this country is extraordinary. You know, in the future, we're going to have another pandemic, potentially, far worse than COVID, potentially. And no one's going to believe these guys because they've, they've treated us like little children, lied to us, manipulated us, told us what we wanted to hear in some cases and not what we wanted to hear in others. And, and it's just done tremendous damage to people's confidence in public health officials. The data showed the booster shots were least likely to benefit younger adults because two shots of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines or one dose of J&J already left them well protected. The CDC in part blamed outdated software systems for not releasing the data. 77 WABC time check 527. Let's head over to traffic and transit. 
Hey, Deb, good morning again. Well, we in Patterson on Route 20 between 20th Avenue and 18th on both sides, we still got that accident uh, closing the area due uh, because of the power lines and the pole that dropped over there. That accident's also blocking exit 60 on I-80 westbound, so use caution. Otherwise, the bridges and, uh, and tunnels are still looking pretty good, but we got some traffic picking up on the turnpike and I-87 on both sides. Well, we still got that stall cleared in Levittown on Wontow Parkway, southbound approaching Hempstead Turnpike, and over in Freeport, we still got those two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway, eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winsome Avenue due to road construction. Parts of the LIE westbound starting to get some heavy traffic over there as well. Up in Hudson Valley, heading across the Mario Como Bridge on both sides of the span, we got a 45 mile per hour speed limit over there due to the rain. Over in Yonkers on I-87 northbound at exit 1, the off-ramp there is closed due to emergency water main repairs. Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is still closed both ways Excuse me, because of weather-related slide hazards, so use 9W as an alternate. City's still not looking that bad yet. It's starting to get some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Cabin Plaza over the Bronx on White Plains Road southbound between Tremont and before I-95. That's closed over there due to fire department activity because of a fire that happened yesterday. We got some stop traffic all the way back to Bronxdale Avenue. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of snow showers, or showers rather, today before 1 p.m. cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny. The high 67 tonight. Increase in clouds, a low down to 31. And tomorrow, we have that slight chance of rain and snow before 3 p.m. Then snow is possible between 3 and 4, mostly cloudy skies and a high of 38. 77 WABC time check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. We'll be back with more early news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. The U.S. and its allies retaliate against Russia for invading separatist areas of Ukraine and sending troops into Ukraine. All three white men serving murder sentences in the killing of black jogger Ahmaud Arbery have also been found guilty of federal hate crimes. Security is being stepped up in the nation's capital as truckers. The People's Convoy heads to Washington, D.C. in protest of COVID mandates. A new poll finds a majority of New York residents are in agreement that bail reform is needed as crime soars. The field of hopefuls in the New York governor's race has gotten even more crowded. A noted Republican has entered the race on the Republican side ahead of June's primary. The U.S. handed Russia sanctions Tuesday following Russia's invasion of separatist areas of Ukraine after declaring them independent. President Joe Biden, in an address from the White House, called U.S.-imposed sanctions the first tranche of sanctions against Russia. The sanctions target two key Russian financial institutions and five key Russian oligarchs. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? This is a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. 
The U.S. sanctions target Putin's deputy chief of staff, the head of his security agency, and the CEO of the Russian version of Facebook. Biden announced Russia can no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade its new debt on U.S. or European markets. Sanctions were also imposed by the U.K. and the European Union. Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz halted approvals for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline designed to deliver natural gas from Russia to Germany. Oh, guilty on all three counts. A federal jury in southern Georgia found three white men already convicted of murder in the killing of a black man, Amord Arbery, guilty of hate crimes. There was little reaction from the three defendants, Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan, as the verdict was read. Here's Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones. On what the DOJ did today? They was made to do today. Come on. Right. It right. wasn't because what they wanted to do. They were made to do their Come job on. today. The three men are already serving life sentences following their convictions last year. Their attorneys can appeal the hate crimes conviction. A sentencing date on the new charge has not yet been announced. Washington, D.C. is readying for truckers to roll into the nation's capital in protest of COVID mandates. The People's Convoy actually leaves California today, and National Guard troops are being given marching orders as soon as Tuesday. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. We have been working, including from uh, Dr. Lisher Wood Randall here, as well as our Homeland Security Department, with closely with our federal, state, and local partners to continuously assess the threat environment and keep our communities safe. Workers have requested a permit from the National Park Service. It would allow up to 3,000 truckers to gather in the nation's capital. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said in a statement that the department has received a request as well for assistance from the U.S. Capitol Police, the D.C. Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency. All New Yorkers apparently want bail reform. A new Siena College poll out Tuesday finds voters want New York State's controversial bail reform laws changed as crime surges. 91 percent of those polled said crime is a very serious or somewhat serious problem. 60 percent agreed that crime is a serious problem. Worries about crime cut all across religious and racial groups. Here's Republican gubernatorial candidate Rob Astorino on Fox Business last week. Day one, all these mandates for COVID go. We've got to get back to normal. No cash bail goes. We've got to get back to normal and support our police, not defund them. Just common sense and balance is what people want right now. Normal people. And current laws call for judges to release pretrial detainees if they are charged with a nonviolent felony or a misdemeanor crime that exempts them from cash bail or detention. 77 WABC time check, 537. Let's head over to traffic and transit. Hey, Deb, good morning. Well, in Patterson, on Route 20 between 20th Avenue and 18th on both sides, we got that closed over there due to an accident with a down pole and wires. Just some stop traffic back to 21st Avenue. That accident's also blocking exit 60 on I-80 westbound, so use caution heading in that direction. We got some traffic building up on parts of the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I-287. So expect some delays this morning. Otherwise, George Washington Bridge, the Lincoln and Holland Tunnels all looking pretty good right now. Over in Freeport, we got two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winston Avenue due to some road construction. Also, parts of the LIE starting to get some heavy traffic as well. Up in Hudson Valley, we're heading across the Mario Cuomo Bridge on both sides of the span. We got a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit there due to the rain. 
Over in Yonkers on I-87 northbound at exit 1, the off-ramp there is closed due to emergency water main repairs. Route 218 between Cornwall and West, uh, excuse me, West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards to so use 9W as an alternate. City's not looking too bad right now. It's starting to get some stop and go traffic in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Cabin Plaza over to the Bronx. Near White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont Avenue and before I-95. That's closed over there due to fire department activity from a fire that happened last night. We've got some stop traffic over there back to Bronxdale Avenue. No major traffic. Transit delays at the moment. Alternate type parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of showers until 1 o'clock. Cloudy skies. Then it turns mostly sunny. Our high today, 67. Increasing clouds tonight. The low is down to 31. Then tomorrow, a slight chance of rain and snow showers until mid-afternoon, followed by a slight chance of snow. Mostly cloudy. The high near 38. Well, another Republican has tossed his hat into the ring for the GOP primary nomination. Harry Wilson, a Westchester County resident and former hedge fund manager, announced his candidacy on Tuesday. Hardworking people have had problem after problem caused by Albany. We don't have to sit idly by and watch it get worse. A career politician can't fix it, but I can. He faces an uphill battle, though, against Congressman Lee Zeldin of Long Island, former Westchester County executive Rob Astorino, and former Trump aide Andrew Giuliani, the son of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Wilson ran for state comptroller back in 2010, narrowly losing out to incumbent Democrat Tom DiNapoli by a margin of 51 to 46 percent. New York City's push to make subways safer now in full swing. New teams comprised of cops, mental health and social service workers are canvassing the troubled transit system. However, officials warn this will not be an overnight fix. 77 WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on this issue with New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is the New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore. How are you, Tina? Hi, Lydia. I'm great. Thank you. Talk to me about the crime on the subway. I mean, it is getting completely out of control. It's been crazy. So over the weekend, there was a guy with a hatchet. He pulled a hatchet out of his pocket and was waving it at a, a strap hanger who ran away, ran up the stairs and found a couple of police officers who went and arrested the, 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 the man with the hatchet, which was great. But then there was also a woman stabbed in the stomach and another woman who was struck with a mental pole. All these you know, were violent, emotionally disturbed people acting out uh, on the subway system. So these are random attacks. Yeah, all, all three of those were, were random, and there were seven all, all together for the weekend. And then this morning, there was a man punched in the face on the subway. Uh, I took the train in this morning, the subway, to my office, and I saw a mentally ill man uh, lying on the floor, um, and it was pretty disturbing. Everybody was sitting on the other end of the train. So that, you know, hasn't stopped yet, but, you know, it him a little time. Mm-hmm. I saw Channel 7 Eyewitness News and Jay Burkett. He did a story and it was a group of homeless people just kind of sprawled out on the ground. And then right. there were police officers across the platform just standing there. And so a lot of people are saying, well, maybe the police officers are afraid to intervene because <laughs> they don't know if the emotionally disturbed person will become violent. And then all it takes is a five second viral moment and their careers could be ruined. Right. I think that's true. I think it might be taking them a minute to, to start this. I think that, you know, there's some uh, problems maybe with getting together caseworkers with cops so they can be on this together. I think that was the intention. So um, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see by the end of the day if anything more is happening. At this point, I, I, I'm not hearing a lot about 
homeless people being cleared off the subways. What's the sentiment among police officers? How are they feeling about this new administration? So far, I think they're a little, I think they were happy because they felt like, here's somebody who is one of us who's going to be in charge. Maybe he'll understand us better. But so far, they, I don't think they've really seen a lot of a proof of that. I mean, that's not because of the mayor necessarily. That has a lot to do with, did they arrest people in Manhattan um, for these uh, petty larcenies and they're put right back out on the street? And the cops start to feel like, why should I arrest this guy again if he's just going to get right back out there? At this right. point, are you hearing anything from leaders that they are going to maybe do something about this bail reform? Because we just saw a new poll from Siena College saying that 65 percent of New Yorkers want stricter bail. I don't think so, because, I mean, look, the mayor went to Albany and leaders there said we're not going to change this. There are four laws. We're not going to do anything about it. I've seen a couple of cases where it looks like ADAs, the assistant district attorneys, are asking for bail, maybe when they they hadn't been previously. So maybe there's some change going on at that level, at the ground level. It looks like we still have a long way to go. Well, thank you so much, Tina Moore, Police Bureau Chief of the New York Post. Come back anytime and keep keeping us informed. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. And thanks, Lydia. The subway safety plan, meanwhile, will eventually involve officers requiring everyone to leave the train at the end of the line. It's the WABC Early News. Despite the launch of an anti-crime initiative in the New York City subway system on Monday, a commuter on the northbound number one train was punched in his face and robbed of cash. The violence about five in the morning. It happened at the West 28th Street and 7th Avenue subway station in Chelsea. This follows at least seven violent incidents over the weekend, including a man threatened with a hatchet in Brooklyn and a man hit with a metal pole in the Bronx. New York City Mayor Eric Adams. No more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. The suspect in this latest attack fled and the victim was taken to a hospital and is expected to be okay. As part of the mayor and governor's anti-crime initiative, more police and homeless outreach are working in the subway system. Well, more than half of people polled think that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women. Just 21 percent said they thought Cuomo was innocent of all the allegations. Respondents also rejected his claim of vindication after State Attorney General Letitia James' report found that Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo has denied any wrongdoing and accused James of conducting a politically motivated investigation of him. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. The findings are in a new Siena College poll. Cuomo avoided prosecution following five criminal probes, although DAs called the allegations credible. Cuomo's defense lawyer said recently that Cuomo... Uh, who's uh, been uh, laying low since uh, this happened, would speak publicly about the scandal relatively soon. 77 WABC time check, 545. Justin Ellis has sports. Yes, I do, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with the early news sports update. We'll begin in Seattle last night where the Islanders took a late night skate with the Kraken. They looked bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, though, as they route the lowly Kraken by a score of 5-2. to two to notch just their second win in the last six games. Zach Parise scored twice for the Isles and added an assist, but it was Brock Nelson who opened the scoring with his third goal in as many games. 
Palaki will send it in along the half wall now on the far side. Nelson takes the shot and scores! Brock Nelson with his team leading 18th of the season has made it 1-0 New York. Spectacular. That audio courtesy of ESPN at 19 and 20 and 7 overall. The Islanders sit at 11th place in the Eastern Conference standings and will try to get even at 500 when they take on the Sharks in San Jose tomorrow night. As for the Rangers and Devils, they'll both be in action tomorrow night as well as the Rangers are set to face the Capitals at the Garden and the Devils will be in Pittsburgh for a date with the Penguins. Look for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night as well as they look to come out of the All-Star break on a positive note. They'll be at home against the Celtics at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. As for the Knicks, they return to the Garden on Friday when they tip off their second half against the Miami Heat. Aaron Rodgers is back in the news this week as he set the NFL world into a frenzied speculation about his future due to a lengthy cryptic message he posted to his Instagram account. Rodgers has cleared up any confusion since, saying yesterday that he did not have any news to report regarding his playing status in 2022. We'll wait to see how that situation shakes out. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, we still got that accident in Patterson on Route 20 between 20th Avenue and 18th. That's been cleared now. The accident also blocked exit 60 on I-80 westbound. That's reopened as well. Got some traffic building up a part of the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I-287, so expect some delays heading into the city. Otherwise, the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnel is also looking pretty good. Over at Freeport, we got two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway, still eastbound between Middlebrook Parkway and Winsom Avenue due to the road construction. Parts of the LIE westbound starting to get some heavy traffic heading over to the city as well. Up in Hudson Valley, heading across the Mario Cuomo Bridge on both sides of the span, we got a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit there due to the rain. Heading to Yonkers on I-87 northbound at exit 1. The off-ramp there is closed due to emergency water rain repairs. Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards. Use 9W as an alternate. The city is still not looking too bad yet. You're starting to get some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Cabin Plaza. The Bronx, White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont and before I-95. That's closed over there due to the fire that happened yesterday. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. And thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of showers before 1. Cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny. Today, are high near 67. Increase in clouds tonight, the low 31. And tomorrow, a slight chance of rain and snow showers before 3 p.m. Then, a slight chance of snow between 3 and 4. Mostly cloudy skies, the high near 38. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Stocks closed sharply down on Tuesday as the U.S. slapped heavy economic sanctions on Russia. President Biden ordered the new sanctions on Russian banks, foreign debt, and individuals in response to its incursion into eastern Ukraine. Biden said the U.S. remains open to diplomacy, but warned of even steeper sanctions if Russia escalates. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 483 points, the S&P 500 fell 44, and the Nasdaq dropped 167. 
points. The Hong Kong government announced Wednesday it will be spending more than $21.8 billion to fight the pandemic and support the economy, a day after authorities said virus control measures will be extended to April 20th. The semi-autonomous Chinese city is experiencing its fifth wave of coronavirus infections with daily cases soaring to record highs. On Wednesday, Hong Kong reported over 8,600 new cases. Shares of Digital World Acquisition Corp., the blank check company behind former President Trump's new social media venture, Truth Social, surged nearly 30% in pre-market trading on Tuesday. Truth Social was launched on Sunday, potentially marking Trump's return to social media after he was banned from Twitter, Facebook, and Google following an attack on the U.S. Capitol by some of his supporters last year. Truth Social was the top free available app on the App Store on Tuesday. And finally, Macy's posted a 30% rise in revenue to $8.66 billion for its third quarter, which overshot analysts' expectations. Macy's recent recovery was due to a return of international tourism, a successful holiday season, investments on products that performed well, such as perfume and fine jewelry, and, of course, its loyal customer base. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg writes in a new op-ed that he is deeply concerned that the Democratic Party is headed for a wipeout in November, up and down the ballot. The former mayor and Democratic presidential candidate points to the recent recall of three school board members out in San Francisco while making his argument in Bloomberg News. Now, Bloomberg notes that a recent Democratic Party poll showed that voters perceive it as being too focused on the culture wars from renaming schools to defunding the police. Bloomberg also said that swing voters will decide the 2022 midterm elections, noting that voters are moving away from Democrats. Well, an Austin police officer said indictments brought against him and 18 other officers over their conduct during George Floyd protests are politically motivated and have nothing to do with justice. A Texas grand jury indicted those 19 Austin police officers Thursday on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon during the May 2020 protests. Justin Berry is one of the indicted officers and a Republican candidate for the Texas House of Representatives. He told Fox News officers acted lawfully as they tried to quell riots. I don't know who wants to come to a city like Austin, be told to go out there, swear an oath to protect and defend this community, protect the people and the lives of this community, protect the property of this community, only to go out there and do just that, to be told, you know what, we're going to indict you and potentially put you away for the rest of your life in prison. So this war on policing is real. He also said Travis County District Attorney and George Soros-backed Jose Garza was using the indictments as a tactic to strip local law enforcement of their ability to uphold the law. 
A former Clinton advisor who was tapped this month to advise President Joe Biden on the Supreme Court nomination process was sitting on the board of directors of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation as recently as Friday, according to the group's court filings. The White House announced two weeks ago that Minion Moore, who has been described by media outlets as an informal advisor to Vice President Kamala Harris, would join Biden's team to mobilize a nationwide engagement effort focused on confirmation of the nation's first black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court. Biden promised to appoint a black woman to the high court in exchange for the support of influential South Carolina Congressman James Clyburn during the presidential election back in 2016. The news comes after the group shut down online fundraising earlier this month following demands by attorneys general in California and Washington that it submit delinquent financial disclosures for 2020, the examiner reported. Now, the White House told Fox News Digital that Moore will not be performing any work for outside organizations while on Biden's team. And former President Donald Trump claimed that Vladimir Putin never would have invaded Ukraine if he were still president. Trump also said that Russia has become very, very rich under President Joe Biden. Here's Trump on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. I knew Putin very well. I got along with him great. He liked me. I liked him. I mean, you know, he's a tough cookie. He's got a lot of uh, great charm and a lot of pride. But the way he and he loves his country, you know, he loves his country. He's acting a little differently, I think, now. I think he sees this opportunity. I knew that he always wanted Ukraine. I used to talk to him about it. I said, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. Gas prices have already surged to an eight-year high and are expected to rise even more as the crisis between Russia and Ukraine escalates. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday sent troops into the separatist areas of Ukraine after declaring them Luhansk and Donetsk as independent republics and no longer a part of Ukraine. The United States, the European Union and the U.K., as well as Germany, imposed sanctions. Police forces in Canada are coming under scrutiny for their excessive violence against peaceful Freedom Convoy protesters in Ottawa. Leaked messages from a police group chat showed cops gloating at the brutality. The officers in the group chat were allegedly celebrating the moment a grandmother who uses a mobility scooter was trampled by mounted police. Look what you did to her! You trampled a lady who is unaccessible! Shame on you! The Royal Canadian Mounted Police have not yet verified the authenticity of the messages, but said they will investigate the text. Police made 196 arrests over the weekend, with 110 facing a variety of charges. They have also towed 115 vehicles connected to the protest. Two years into the viral pandemic, the CDC has admitted that it is withholding large portions of COVID-19 data, including on vaccine boosters from the public, because it fears the information could be misinterpreted. Florida Senator Marco Rubio criticized the CDC on Fox News. The damage they have done to public health authorities in this country is extraordinary. You know, in the future, we're going to have another pandemic potentially, far worse than COVID potentially. And no one's going to believe these guys because they've, they've treated us like little children, lied to us, manipulated us, told us what we wanted to hear in some cases and not what we wanted to hear in others. 
And, and it's just done tremendous damage to people's confidence and public health officials. Among the data not being made public is things like hospitalizations broken down by age, race and vaccination status and information on the effectiveness of booster shots. 77 WABC Time Check 557. Frank Diaz is at the traffic desk. Hey, Deb. Well, on the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Holland Tunnels, all looking pretty good heading into the city right now. We got a new accident, though, in Newark on I. I-78 eastbound at exit 57, some stop traffic all the way back to exit 55. Over in Patterson on Route 20, northbound between 20th Avenue and 18th Avenue, we still have that closed due to that accident with the down pole and wires. We're going over to the Lee Island, so some slow traffic starting up in Southampton on Montauk Highway eastbound between Hampton Road and Scuttle Hole Road. Over in Freeport, we got two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winsome Avenue due to road construction parts of the LIE. Westbound starting to get some heavy traffic as well as you head into the city. Open Hudson Valley heading across the Mario Cuomo Bridge on both sides of the span. We got a 45 mile per hour speed limit there due to the rain. Also in Yonkers and I-87 northbound exit 1. The off-ramp there is closed due to emergency water main repairs. Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards. So use 9W as an alternate. City's not looking too bad at the moment. The Harlem River Drive southbound between 2nd Avenue and the Willis Avenue Bridge got some stop-and-go traffic building there. Also some stop-and-go traffic on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Cabinet Plaza. The Bronx and White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont Avenue before the Cross Bronx Expressway. That's closed over there due to fire department activity from that fire that happened yesterday. No major transit delays at the moment. Now it's on inside. Parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7th. 77 WABC. I have to look over there. Like, I... yeah, like 77 WABC time check. 559. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a 20% chance of showers today. Our high near 67. Right now, 59 cloudy skies. Coming up on the Bernie and Sid in the morning program at 6 o'clock. Stay with us right here on 77 WABC. Former Congressman Peter King with Bernie and Sid this morning. That's about uh, 740. And as always, you don't want to miss 825. Lydia reports always very informative. 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, of course, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And also the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest coming up at 940. 940 Monday through Friday, during which you can, of course, take part. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Be early tomorrow morning. Morning at five.